Welcome to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Now, let's meet our hosts. Hi, everybody. I'm Dana Crawford. And I'm Wayne Jordan. In today's episode, number 52 of Flip It or Skip It, we're going to be talking about ashtrays. Ashtrays. <laughs> Ew. You know, no, well, I, you know, a lot of people think ooh, <laughs> and that's one of the reasons that I go, yay, ashtrays. <laughs> if, I, if I were not retired and if I hadn't promised my wife that I was done with most of my collecting, Ashtrays would be my primary interest right now, because as you pointed out, everybody has an adverse reaction to them. Nobody wants them. You can find them cheap. Nobody gives them a second thought. They don't look at uh, who made them. They don't try to establish what price and, and values might be. But there are some astounding ashtrays out there. You can get them in ceramic and glass and metal and and novelty ashtrays and you can the ceramic ones you you can get them made by rookwood and wedgewood and limoges i mean these aren't throwaway ashtrays uh, the glass ones steuben and waterford and down the metal ones from all kinds of bars and hotels playboy clubs dork club they're just yeah Everybody wants to sell them. If they have them, they want to get rid of them. You can make low offers, and you can get pretty darn good prices for them. What have you run into in terms of resale values that surprised you? Well, I the most recent sale that I had with an ashtray was uh, California Pottery, and it was a large green ashtray that was probably... 12 inches by 12 inches. It was the kind that you would have at the party in the middle of the table, you know, the coffee table, because it was so large. And the California pottery ones come in all different colors. Uh, my, the one that I had was like a greenish uh, tint. And I paid $5 for it at, on, I won it on an online auction locally and I paid five dollars for it and I sold it for $125 on eBay and the California pottery ones those giant ones so I tend to look for those and the other ones that I like um, I actually have a stand that was belonged to my great-grandfather because he smoked and I can remember it sitting next to his chair and it stood, it was metal and it right. it stood up and the ashtray, um, you know, sat inside it. So you would take it out and clean it and then drop it back in. And those stands do pretty well too. They're, I don't see them as often when I'm out treasure hunting. I very rarely run into those, but... I do run into the, the actual ashtray that fits in them, and you can kind of tell by the, the roundness of it if it go if it belongs in one of those stands. I had the ashtray, but my uncle came to visit, and he didn't pay attention, and it fell over and broke. So 
Now I gave the, the stand to my daughter and she actually uses it for a plant stand. Well, I actually um, had the honor to meet with uh, this gal that is pretty, pretty famous on YouTube called Nurse Flipper. Mm -hmm. And I met with her yesterday and I met with her because she won the affiliate contest that we ran on WorthPoint and I had to, I met with her because she lives close by. So we met at an antique store and she, um, I awarded her, her, her winnings of a hundred dollars for this contest. And then we went treasure hunting in this antique store. And it was interesting because she spotted an ashtray and she went right to it. And it was, um, it was a ceramic ashtray and it was yellow and it was probably about um, 12 inches by 12 inches. It was a larger one. Yeah. And it was pottery. It wasn't California pottery. I can't remember the pottery on it, but she pointed out to me the large indents on it that were to hold your cigarette, except she knew that it was for cigars. Because they were so big. Yes. And I thought that was a brilliant eye that she had to point that out, that it was an ashtray for cigars. And then it only had one on each end. It didn't have four spots so that you could comfortably, you know, have space for your ashes. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. Yeah, so she picked that up very reasonable. And then, uh, of course, she's going to flip it. She's a part-time nurse, and she does uh, flipping items on eBay in her in her days off. Hence the handled nurse flipper. Yes. Okay, I was wondering about that. So tell me, do you have any ashtrays around your house? I do. I have one ashtray that has flamingos on it, and we keep it put away until we have visitors <laughs> that smoke. Uh, my husband and I don't smoke, but when we have visitors, we'll put it out by the pool, you know, for those folks that come and visit that smoke. Right. How about you, Wayne? Well, I have I have one ashtray. I don't smoke either, but this one ashtray that I have, I bought at an antique store, and it's depression glass, and I'm pretty sure that if I recall, it was made by Anchor Hockey. But I use that ashtray. I, I keep it on my side table in the living room, and it's full of guitar picks. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good purpose. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because ashtrays, you know, it used to be we would go to the the bar or you'd go somewhere, and, you know, I... I was guilty of it. If it had a cool ashtray, I would I would drop it in my purse, and you know, along with the <laughs> the napkins or whatever the cool stuff from the bar. Back, you know, young teenage years, uh, well, twenty one year old years. Sure, <laughs> teenage Dana with a fake ID getting into a bar so she can rip off their ashtrays and napkins. <laughs> Boy, that is a, a misspent mis youth there, Dana. <laughs> okay, you can cut that part, Wayne. But... <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> That's the good part. No, but... Inquiring minds want to know. 
Well, here's another thing. I was flipping through Instagram, which I love to do every morning. And I was flipping through Instagram and I saw a gentleman that was sharing an ashtray that he purchased at a thrift store and sold it on eBay. I believe he sold it for $65. And it was stamped International Harvester. And yeah. if you do a Google search or do a WorthPoint search or a eBay search, actually WorthPoint has better history on the International Harvester. Put it in just for fun, folks. International Harvester Ashtray, highest price first. And on WorthPoint especially, you'll be surprised at how much those were selling for, hundreds of hundreds of dollars. Today, I did see that back in April of, of 2021, several have sold also for a hundred over $100. So the price has come down a bit, but they're still up there. Which means, if you look at eBay current listings or... Um, if you look at sold listings on eBay, they're hardly, they're scarce. Right. So that little clue there from that quick little research that I did this morning, not only International Harvester, I'm wondering about John Deere or any type of advertising ashtrays are going to be a little bit valuable. Well, I would think so because it, it's one of those things that crosses interest lines, people that would be interested in tobacchiana. Tobacchiana collectibles would be interested in this. I was waiting for you to spit out your cheek there. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, I got to get my, uh, my can here. Yeah. <laughs> people that collect alcohol and tobacco related items, how's that? There and, uh, and then people who collect advertising, would both of those groups would be interested in that kind of thing. Okay, Dana, this is a good spot to take a break for a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. WorthPoint helps you make more money by ensuring that every sale brings the profit it should. We take the guesswork out of how much to pay and how high to price. The WorthPoint Price Guide lists over 500 million items, sold for prices, and photographs. 15 years of antiques and collectibles data. Put simply, WorthPoint helps you make more money. For a 7-day, seven 7-look-up seven free trial, go to worthpoint.com. We're back. Yours truly, Wayne Jordan and Dana Crawford, and we're talking about ashtrays. My first reaction to getting hundreds of dollars for a stamped, cheap metal ashtray with a logo on it just sounds absurd. But then when I think about it, they're not making those things anymore, for the most part. I mean, you can still find them and buy them. But the reason I had to get mine at an antique store is you can't find them in any other uh, contemporary retail stores because they just don't carry them. So there's, it's rare they tell a story, and the story that you have about uh, about picking these things up in, in bars and restaurants, they wanted you to take them. Yeah. It's like swizzle sticks and other things. They want you to take them. It's advertising. It's about the, I think that that type of advertising is about the best kind you can buy because those things stick around forever. <laughs> uh, so I, I guess I can understand 
why they bring the prices they do. And I can also understand why he might have picked it up for five bucks at a at a thrift store. Because the common attitude is that those things are worthless. But if you if you see something and you pick it up and, and look at it, you might really be surprised if it's a top ceramic maker or glass maker or art glass maker. I've seen online ashtrays made from designs of Salvador Dali. You know, so some of these things are going to be worth a lot of money. I actually have two ashtrays listed in my eBay store. And one is from Root Beer, Margot Root Beer Advertising Ashtray. And it's not worth much, to be honest with you. I've had I've had a tough time selling it. And mm-hmm. I guess Margot Root Beer, they made too many of them. Right. <laughs> um, they made too many. And it's not as valuable as you would think, or I originally thought it was. I have it marked down to $14.99. And it also has a little bit of wear on it. So the fade of the graphics could make a difference. But I do have a second one listed that is, I have listed for $40, and it's uh, a gold print of R.A. James Riverside Works Charles Wells Bombardier. And I've actually had that up since April of this year, mm-hmm. and um, I have it up for 40 but I haven't had, I've had 1,340 page views, but I haven't had a, a bite yet. Interesting. That one I picked up at the thrift store. Right. So it can be challenging, you know, on on ashtrays. And what I should do is now that I know I've had this up since April this year, it hasn't had a bite. What I feel I'm going to do is I'm going to go in and add a second category to that. Right. And under um, alcohol, I'll probably add it to the barware, excuse me, barware category take that out for a spin. And if that don't work, then yes, we'd start dropping the price. But I've had a lot of page views, but I do not have any watchers. So I don't think there's a big interest in that. So if you were to drop the price from $40, what would you drop it to, do you think? Yeah, I'll start. I'll start. I just go down $5 at a time. Okay. It's not taking up space. And then come July, it'll shoot out to auction if I Right. I'll just want it gone. I'm over it. Right. <laughs> Liquidation time. Right. But so it can be, you know, it can be challenging. That's why it's important. Obviously, I didn't research this before I purchased it, but I didn't right. pay very much for it, so sure. I wasn't worried. But sometimes it's it's better to research it, especially if if I'm at a thrift store or an antique store and they're asking $20 for it. That's a bit much. Yeah, then I'm going to definitely research. Yeah, it, it would be hard to make a profit at that. If those ashtrays were mine, that I would be inclined to, rather than drop the price, the $40 one, rather than start dropping that price, I would combine it with the other, make a separate listing for the two of them, and bump it up to maybe 50 bucks. Okay. Get rid of both of them. All right, that'll be my plan C. Plan C. <laughs> Well, at least I'm on the list. 
<laughs> or it could be Plan W for Wayne. That's right, W for Wayne. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> no, that's a good tip, and and it's good to have options. You know, mm-hmm. you have to explore and and do your research, and then at the moment of you know the listing day, that's when you make that decision. Right. I guess what's surprising is how many ashtrays are out there. I'm sure a lot of the the cheaper ones, the the metal stamped ones, have made their way to the landfill. But in the 1960s, 42% of the U.S. population were smokers. 42%. And the population then was 181 million. So that means... There were 76 million smokers. Now, I assume that the, the first statistic there was talking about adult population. Because, I mean, really, even even in the 40s, you didn't start to smoke until you were at least nine. Oh, but, if you lived in Ireland. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, but there were just so many. I mean, in, in my house growing up, there was at least one ashtray. In every room except right. the kids' rooms. Yeah. Yeah. I I grew up the same. My father smoked. My mother never smoked, but my father did. And, yes, we had ashtrays in every room. And I can remember holding my dad's cigarette while he would do stuff. You know, like put a light bulb in the ceiling or, you know, <laughs> you know whatever. He'd be like, hold this. And I'd be standing there holding it to... Oh, but I eventually did go behind the garage with my girlfriend and smoke, light up that first cigarette at the age of 15. What was her name? Her name? Mm-hmm. Shelly. Shelly. I went behind the garage with Shelly, too. <laughs> okay, I'll cut that. <laughs> no, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I hid it for quite a while, and then finally I couldn't hide it anymore because my, my Vega smelled like smoke. <laughs> yeah, and, and your closet and your clothes. Yes. But smoking was so pervasive then. Yeah. There's just so many of them out there. And with a sharp eye, you don't even need to be a good negotiator. You just have to be able to, to spot the stuff and find it and flip it. So... For, for in this instance, that's that's one of those things that say if you if you see it, buy it and flip it. Yep, or do like the usual and keep the ones that are are not valuable. You can keep them in a box lot. And I I've noticed that there are several listings that sold in box lots, like everything else that we talk about. Well, Dana, the old gold cigarette clock on the wall says that it's time for us to wrap this up. So here it is, episode number 52, Up in Smoke. We'll wrap it here. Dana, thanks. See you next week. Thanks, Wayne. Bye. You've been listening to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint.com, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Point.